0: Today,
1: I am not alone. As I said earlier, my name is Austin McCraw. I am the Senior Director of Content Production here at Mech Labs. Mech Labs is basically powering all the research that we're distributing through marketing experiments right now. Uh, We have with me, uh, with me is Taylor Kennedy. He oversees the training development, training content. And he has the particular vantage point of getting to see all the different experiments, all the different types of research, all the tests we're running, uh, and kind of package that into training and, and different webinars. In fact, this webinar, Taylor personally himself curated and got the tests to answer the question, how do we improve engagement? We're going to get into metrics today. We're going to get a little bit into some deep waters with data. To do that, we have invited Ben Phillip. He is kind of a resident data scientist, uh, expert. He knows data forwards and backwards. He often teaches on metrics in our certification courses. And so he'll be joining us in a little bit today to talk about uh, the metrics underneath what we mean when we say engagement. I think that is all the kind of introductory notes that I have to make. I want to start quickly and swiftly with a case study. Okay, This is the case study we referred referring to at the very beginning. It's a ca- case study in which we uh, did navigation. Uh, to do that, I want to invite Taylor uh, Taylor Kennedy up. Taylor uh, is very, very familiar with this case study. He's going to walk us through kind of the background as well as the, the control designs and the treatment designs and the approach. So Taylor, walk us through.
0: All right. Well, awesome. Thanks for inviting me on stage to uh, talk a little bit about this particular case study. And like Austin said, we want this to be a dialogue with you and I actually put together a lot of this content. So if you have questions, feel free to let us know and we'll do our best to either answer them on the clinic or afterwards. So this test I'm particularly proud of because it's something that my team actually worked on. This is Test Protocol 11211 and what we're actually doing here is we're working with a city tourism commission to actually try to improve their website to increase engagement with the website, increase exposure and to hopefully get more visitors to that city. So what we're doing here is we're actually testing uh, an element on the site that everyone's familiar with, uh, site navigation. Um, It's really important and, once again, drives a lot of behavior on your site. So the primary research question here is, is which navigation will increase site engagement? And from a secondary perspective, we're looking at which navigation type will also lead to the highest lead generation rate. So now let's take a look at the control here. So if you look at the control, you see the navigation at the top of the screen. And then looking beneath, you actually see the full picture of the entire page or the top half of the page. So what you'll notice, first of all, is there are six main categories in the navigation. You have things to do, where to eat, where to stay, plan your trip, calendar, and media. So all things you'd be interested in if you're coming to visit the city. Now, look at the main screenshot. You see a drop down structure with numerous options under each heading. So kind of a typical list format beneath the navigation itself. Now, another thing you might notice is that there's a relatively narrow pixel width uh, for the navigation compared to some of the things you might see today.
1: And so let me just, so when someone hovers over the navigation, it drops down or do they have to click for it to drop down?
0: Hover over and drop down. Okay,
1: okay. And on estimate, how many drop downs are in each of these navigational elements?
0: So navigational, For each of the options under each navigation, there's at least usually 10 to 15 elements. Okay, well, all right. So lots of different things to do here. So now let's take a look at the treatment. So here is treatment A. So one of the things we want to point out right away is that we've reduced the number of categories in the navigation from 6 to 4. Now we'll visit why we did that a little bit later in the clinic. So what you'll also notice is that we have made it a little more visually appealing, a little more easy to read. So you've got a color that brings a little bit more attention to it in contrast with what we've got Throughout the rest of the site, and then you'll notice kind of the actual the actual text on the navigation element is easier to read.
1: And what was the reasoning behind the color change?
0: So the reasoning behind the color change, awesome, was we're looking for ways to draw visitor attention to the navigation, and also if you notice in the control, Mm -hmm. it's a lot it it doesn't stand out much and can be missed or confused on the page. Okay. So like any good um, like in a grocery store, you have signs above the aisles to direct you to where you need to go. That's what the navigation should do, and it should be clear.
1: And your hypothesis basically was by bringing more color to it, it'll give it more attention, and the audience will interact with it more.
0: Exactly. By increasing the size, uh, changing the color, increasing the font size, you're going to see a little more interaction. There's going to be a lot more clarity. Yep. So let's move on to the next treatment. So here we go with treatment B, and this is uh, an exciting treatment because we're actually testing um, what a lot of people in the industry might call a rich navigation or a visual navigation. So you'll see this on a lot of e-commerce sites too. You hover over the navigation. You're kind of presented with some categorical options, but you also might be presented with a promotional offer or uh, an image of an actual product category. So what we did here is actually we reduced the number of categories from six to three uh, and done some more, some creative nesting using imagery to actually have those categories rep- represented beneath the main navigation. Um, same thing with uh, Treatment A, we've increased font size, we've changed the color a little bit, but as you'll see the navigation, once you hover, hover over it, it takes up a lot more um, of the visitors' attention a lot more real estate on the page.
1: And honestly, I just want to point out that, I mean, look at the categories that we're talking about here, things to do, where to eat, plan your trip. These are all categories and really categories for types of content, mm-hmm. types of information that we want the user to kind of, we want them to engage with. We want, we want to see can we get them to engage with it more. Look at these side-by-side. Taylor has walked through the different treatments. It may take a few minutes for it to come up on your screen. These are kind of heavy images. We wanted to give you high-resolution images. There you go. You should be able to see them on the screen right now. Okay, you've got the control. You've got treatment A. You've got treatment B. Some radically different approaches. Okay? Um, So here's what we want to ask you, all right? From the title, you can tell that the control is going to lose to either A or B. Okay? And we'll just give you that. We'll rule out the control as an option for winner. But what I want you to do right now, audience... Look at A and B. Look at the choices, and I want to ask you this: Which of these do you think is going to generate the most engagement? I'm seeing your answers come in right now. I see A. Cynthia says A. Catherine says B. Dave says B. Uh, we got Rick says A. Tim Frank says B. Brian a. a A A B B B A A B B A B. I think if we were actually to count these off and kind of measure the split between, mm-hmm. them, it does look like a pretty even split between A and B. Now, let me say this. This It's something we say on most of our calls, and I think it's really important for those of you who haven't heard us say this. In most marketing contexts, we would be presented with options like A and B, and we would be asked to choose one. And oftentimes, I've been in those situations where we have different markets. We're disagreeing, and, and honestly, it's an even split. You know, This person says, we should do this. We should do A. This person says, we should do B. How do you normally choose? How do you make that decision? Normally, generally, it's the person with the highest... Charisma, or the the highest paid person in the room, the one with the most authority makes the decision. The great thing about the web, the great thing about the internet, and the great thing about this example is that, yeah, the audience is split A to B. If we were to come together, we we would not be able to make a decision just from our intuition alone. We have to bring not just the voice of the marketer to the table, but the voice of the customer to the table, and through testing, that's the way we did it. So, Taylor, we brought the voice of the customer to the the table, and we tested it. Mm -hmm. Which of these generated the most response?
0: All right, so looking at uh, the response here, we saw a 35% relative increase in navigation click-through rate for treatment A. That is very
1: interesting because many of the people on the call, as you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of buzz around uh, rich navigation. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, the rich navigation actually did not generate more response than just a simple you know, drop-down navigation.
0: Exactly, and that's why it's such an interesting test and also such an interesting test to be a part of is because we're testing some of the elements that you're seeing all across the web today. And what you're seeing is actually, in this case, simplicity in the navigation, going with that list drop-down view actually drove more direct engagement with the nav. And and,
1: and you use the right word, right? Look what the metric is here, audience. It's click-through rate. Mm-hmm. We increase, increase click-through rate, but there's something else that you looked at in the metrics in terms of engagement as well,
0: because it wasn't just click through you were thinking about for engagement, what was the other thing? So we are also looking at several engagement metrics during this test. So one of the other metrics we looked at was the page views per visitor. So a look at how many pages each visitor is actually going through. And here we saw no statistical difference. Um, And level of confidence weren't anywhere to say, or anywhere near saying, hey, this treatment is better than this treatment. So, audience, the
1: reason, the reason we're showing you is not to confuse you, okay? What we're trying to show you is a real-world scenario that you are going to have to face as a marketer trying to increase engagement with your customers. You have different types of metrics. In this case, we saw click-through rate go up. But in this case, there was no difference in page views. And mm-hmm. the question that we have today is how do we determine? How do we determine which of those metrics is actually meaningful engagement? Which of those is actually going to be, uh, which of these is actually going to, uh, you know, mean that customers and visitors are actually engaging with us? So Taylor, thank you so much for walking through that experiment. Uh, we're going to start addressing this question right now because I know it's a question we often get from our audience. Which metrics should we look at? What is meaningful engagement? Particularly when you're dealing with sites that are content-based sites. There's maybe a long cell cycle, or you're dealing with more of a, uh, a, a kind of an intangible. Uh, maybe there's a, there's, a, there's longer series of micro yeses that we teach in our course. So which metric is actually the most important? And, and listen, the the question is only exacerbated by the fact that we have metrics overload today. I mean, several years ago the problem was that we didn't have enough metrics. We didn't know enough about what our customer was doing. Today we actually have the opposite problem. We have so, I mean, for free, we, have, we can get at our fingertips so much data. And the question is, how do we make meaning of it? And how do we know where to look? How do we know where to pay attention? And that's honestly, before we can even begin talking about how to increase engagement, we need to define what it is. To do that, we have, uh, like I mentioned earlier, our kind of resident expert data scientist, Ben Phillip, here. Uh, and he's going to walk us through this kind of tricky term, this tricky term of meaningful engagement. So, Ben... What do we mean when we say meaningful
2: engagement? Right. So obviously it's a a buzz phrase in the industry right now, and I think a lot of people uh, think they know what it means because it's built out of words we commonly use. But let's just take a step back first and and look at the words on an individual basis. So what's engagement? Engagement actually is representing a set of actions that you want someone to take, right? They are going to... uh, to engage is to, to to take a behavior that that ties together not only who I am or the subject of our of our marketing, but also the predicate, the, the what, right? So engagement is going to look at not only the who but also the what. Now let's look at also meaningful. So what does it mean to be meaningful? Well, uh, we need to first understand that it's also a relationship, right There's a subject and there's a predicate. That has to go with uh, meaningful. So it's really going to be how we inform what the behavior on the site is for the visitor. Or in this case, we'll, we'll refer to it from here on out as the why. So we have the who and the what are part of the engagement. The why is, is it meaningful or not? So let's jump into an example here.
1: So and, and let me just interrupt you, Ben. So this yeah. is this is. I mean, I know this may be a little dense. Okay, this w- w- what you're seeing on the screen here is almost a philosophical breakdown of a term. All right, that's what sure. you do yes. uh, in philosophy. You you take a term and you break it down at it's kind of the root meaning of its words. Uh, but Ben, can you show us what you mean? So you're talking about the who and the what and the why. Bring that together in this in this example.
2: Right. So for this example, we're going to look at at a pretty well known site, BuzzFeed. Uh, They are a a, a content service provider site. And BuzzFeed actually has a stated objective for what they want to do. It's to provide the most shareable breaking news, original reporting, entertainment, and video across the social web to a global audience. That's a pretty big objective. So, (laughs) you know, when you're in BuzzFeed and you're trying to create or optimize the the content and how it's being delivered, you know, what do you need to look at? Yes. Right? So, for, for all these examples moving forward, we're going to, to take it back, as Austin said, to the philosophical breakdown of those words. So, for this, the who is the visitors. And I'll give you the audience here a freebie. The, uh, the visitors are going to be the who for most of these examples. Okay? Um, the what, in this case, would be the metric that we're looking at, or which is pages views per session. This is also commonly referred to now as average page depth. Obviously, the metrics, as Austin said, have, have grown with the marketing, yes. so now most people refer to average page depth. So audience, I want you to take a minute and just think, what would the average page depth or the number of page views per session tell us about the BuzzFeed?
1: Yeah, t- take a moment and do this audience. I don't just, don't just kind of sit and listen with this in the background. Take a moment and think. if you're going to get something as so you have the who, it's the visitors, we know that, okay. Let's take the metric, page views per session. All right, That's what they're doing. That's the predicate. What might that mean? What might that indicate about the nature of the customer? Yeah, so uh, you know, Jan says Jan says the quality of the content. The yeah, right, the quality of the content. Yeah.
2: Relevant, Relevant interesting, and article. interesting article. I like that. Thanks, Brian. All right. So I think our audience is starting to get here. awesome. Yep. let's go ahead and reveal the why for this. The why would be, is the visitor interested in the type of content that has been provided to them? Are they not only engaging in one piece, are they they moving through and engaging with multiple pieces throughout the site? So we're going to do a similar thing this time. Uh, Once again, the who is the visitors, but this time are what is going to be video events per unique visitor. And just a little definition of that, that is in this case, starting a video. Not necessarily finishing, but how many video starts they have per unique visitor. So audience, I'm going to throw it back to you again. I think we're, we're used to the format here. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, in your own words, what do you think the why? Why would we want to be interested in video events per unique visitor?
1: What does it tell us about the customer?
2: All right, so we got some coming in here. Kurt says it's the fit between visitor and content. Engagement? Well, very good.
1: Catherine, I, you know, as much as I like the word engagement, you can't answer the question with the question. So, <laughs> what do you mean, Catherine, by, Catherine, by engagement?
2: I'm seeing a lot of different answers coming in here. I like that.
1: Yep, I'm gonna just okay. read a couple of them. So, uh, friends are talking about it. I don't. I haven't seen it yet. Video title quality. Engaged eyeballs, okay, okay, there maybe a little bit more specificity there. Shows that the user is engaged with your content, all right? We keep using this word engagement, and what we're trying to do is trying to help you really translate what we're meaning there, okay? So in this case, Ben, what, what would you say is one potential meaning behind this metric?
2: Right, so one potential meaning is does the, video, uh, the visitor actually value the video that we're showing them? Is this a medium of communication that they like? Is this something that they're going to uh, not only just watch the one video, but watch the videos that we say are relevant to that video? Are they going to keep watching videos? Yep. Let's do
1: one more really fast audience. You got the visitors and here's the metric, okay? Here's what we're observing the visitor doing. This is their behavior. This is the predicate. They're, uh, you see social interaction per page
2: per story. Right. So social is, is huge in the marketing space today. And oftentimes, we do want to look at the interaction with social media. So, but why would we want to do that? What does that tell us? Give you just a moment to think about it.
1: On-target content. Virality, yeah. Yes, yes. Good there stuff, go. good yeah. stuff.
2: So in this case, I think a lot of you are hitting it on the head. The content is relevant to the motivation of the visitor. It's something that they like. Not only do they like it enough to, to watch it, but they like it enough to share it yes. with their friends. Put it on their own personal stage and give kind of a, a vetting of that video to, to the people that follow them. So, so the goal of this, and I think that I get questions all the time, which metric should I use? And and a lot of us audience are out there it, looking for that Excalibur, that holy grail yep. of metric, the one metric to rule all metrics, if you will. But really, the goal and what, in what a, a data scientist looks at it is, How can I use the tools, the metrics that I currently have to develop the meaning, right? All of you out there right now have everything you need metric-wise to to look at the meaning. Things can be used in different ways in different situations. The same metric, Austin, different situations to create that meaning.
1: Yes, and and audience, we're going to move quickly and shift quickly into kind of how we can increase engagement, but don't miss this point, okay? This is a really important point. We teach it in our course. Uh, in online testing and on metrics, the goal is not, to Ben's point, the goal is not to discover this magical metric that has meaning, that's going to mean engagement, okay? But rather, the inverse is true, to take the metrics you have, it's to discover the meaning in those metrics, okay? All metrics, listen, any action your customer is taking on your site is expressing something about who they are, The marketer is the customer philosopher of the organization. Their job is to see that behavior, see that metric, and go, what does it mean? That's where true meaningful engagement is, okay? And so uh, that's the first point. Now, I know that maybe, and and thanks, Ben. Thanks for, uh, for walking us through that and kind of giving us that foundation. I think where maybe some of you are on the call thinking, you know, I... I get that, I understand that, I, I understand that we need to translate and find the meaning behind metrics. I think that's great. Oftentimes, what I've discovered is when we talk about engagement, we talk about uh, engagement metrics, we're talking specifically around content and we particularly want our customers to do one of three things. Okay, We want them to become more interested in this content. We want them to become more interactive with this content. Or and this is kind of the, the the holy grail to some sense. I think we've had that reference twice now. <laughs> okay, or did you say Excalibur?
2: I think I said all three. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> you got to emphasize that it's this the holy. This grail. This is the no, holy the grail. grail. This
1: is Excalibur to be influenced by the content. All right. So these are kind of three different, almost kind of levels. Getting you know, in, in in when we talk about engagement, you people when you were answering, what does this metric mean? You were saying engagement, but you know. List, when you really break that term down, oftentimes people mean this. They're interested in content. They're interactive with content or they're being changed or influenced by the content. If that is the case, audience, okay, and be careful not to just throw out a list of metrics before you. Okay, you've got to find the right metric. Okay? And in fact, and the right metric is something you're probably already tracking and it's taking the ones you have from this list and going, okay, that will indicate interest. Okay? And take this other list. That will inter- That will communicate that they're interactive with the content. If you want to increase engagement, you need to ask what level of engagement you're talking about increasing, and then you are trying to increase metrics like these below these different levels. Does that make sense? Okay, you can take a screenshot of this uh, slide if you want. I'm going to move past four. I just did this because I know that when we say engagement, we're talking about metrics like this, okay? Um, you will also, we will be sending these slides out. So if you can't screenshot it, that's fine. Uh, you'll get these in a week, but let's shift quickly now. Let's shift quickly into how, okay. So if that's what engagement is, if we're trying to increase interest, interaction and influence, how can we do that? I'm going to quickly give you from our kind of decade of experimentation, I'm going to give you three quick principles to increase engagement and, and some experiments to go along with them. So here's the first one. Tactic one. Alright, and this we saw in that first case study that Taylor walked us through. Actively curate your content, okay? Going back to that case study, look at this, okay? Here's the group. Here was the original page. How did we know we could simplify the navigation? How did we choose the navigational elements to focus on? Alright, here's what we did. Going back to that list of metrics we talked about earlier, we did a data analysis. We looked at what people were clicking on. We looked at what people were interested in. We looked at what people were interacting with. And those are the things we emphasized. Those are the things that we curated and brought into to feature on the website. We emphasized those things. Taylor, do you want to add anything to that? That, that Right? No, so absolutely. That's, so that was the strategy of that change, okay? We simply curated, we looked at the content, we looked at the things they were engaging with, and we just... We just gave it to them. Listen, if you want to increase the value proposition of your content, and you want to make it more interesting, you've got to make it more relevant. Okay? And one way to do that is to go and look at the metrics and, and let them tell you what is relevant to the customer. So we took it, we ne- we narrowed the navigation to that which was most relevant, and that increased click-through rate. Now, one metric that Taylor did not show you earlier. We looked at click-through rate, okay? But the bottom line overall, I mean yeah, that click through rate may indicate interest, okay? But the overall bottom line result here is that we actually generated an increase in leads, which, guys, that is the golden grill. That is the influence side of things, okay? People are not just clicking, but they're actually saying, oh, I am moved, I am changed, I'm going to behave differently because of what you're saying, Audience, I am moving through these fast, okay? I'm moving through these quick. If you have any questions, throw them that way. Also, let me know if you need me to slow down. If this space is working for you, let me know. Optimize me as I am presenting to you, okay? Give me some feedback. Let me know how this is going. Here's the overall point, okay? Here's the overall point about curating the content. Thank you, Bryce. Do not simply rely on marketing intuition. We looked at that earlier with our own little, you know, getting you guys to vote on which navigation is going to outperform. You can't rely on marketing intuition, okay? You need to actively leverage that interest data to deliver the most relevant content to your visitors. Are you doing that? Or are you just throwing content on your site? I'm going to show you a, an example in a moment where the, the company was just throwing content on their site. They weren't even thinking about what, that, what would be most relevant. Tactic two: clarify the presentation of your content. Okay, so it's not just about the essence or the focus of the content, but actually the way you express it, the way you're showing it. I want to show you a very interesting test that we ran that we've never shown before, and we often don't show these kind of tests because they're internal tests. All right, many of you know Dr. McLaughlin. Dr. McLaughlin has been on the web clinics uh, the past couple web clinics doing some live optimization. It's been great. It's been awesome. But he has a personal website called flintsnotes.com, okay? And one of the things that we do with flintsnotes.com is we do a newsletter, a monthly newsletter that kind of curates the most relevant content to the point we just made. Now listen, we're feeding them relevant content. We're curating. We're actively curating the content. But here's an interesting test where the curation, yeah, that was good, but it wasn't enough. We not only needed to give them the right content, but we needed to give it to them in the right way. So we tested it. We took a. Here was the control. The control was just an email that was actually pretty difficult to read. It was in your standard format. It took kind of squeezing with your fingers to zoom in, and we made it responsive. We utilized a responsive design. You may Some of you may wonder, does responsive even matter? Does it make a difference? In this case, by making it clear, easy to read, easy to scan, the content was the same, but the uh, simplicity, the clarity of it was a lot easier. Here's the before, here's the treatment, and here is the results. Now, you may say 29%, that seems small, but look at, look at the read rate, all right, 55 to 72. You're looking at a pretty, an already pretty high uh, read rate, okay? So to get a 29% increase on a 55% read rate is significant. All right. Now, for those of you who don't know what read rate, this is an interesting kind of more new engagement metric, okay? It's talking about really their interaction with the content that kind of middle tier. Are they actually are they downloading the images in the email? How much time are they spending time on the email? More than I mean, open rates might indicate interest, but read rate indicates interaction, engagement. All right. Final point, and I will leave you with this. This is tactic number three. If you can take just tactic number one and tactic number two, you will be doing well. But if you can connect this final tactic, uh, I, uh, you know, <laughs> you will be increasing not only interest and interaction, but also influence. And particularly this one deals with influence. Tactic number three is connect your content to the next logical action. This is huge. Okay, let me show you what I mean. I'll start with a case study. All right? Here's an organization. Uh, it's the Migraine Treatment Centers of America, and they offer innovative long term migraine treatment solutions to people suffering from migraines. For those of you who are on a call who have migraines, uh, you know what this is. You know what the treatments are like. These people are offering and trying to help people with those kind of symptoms recover, get better, deal with the, the migraines. And so here was the original page. This is, their, this is kind of a microsite, it has a lot of content. In fact, look at the right hand side. All of that, that is their sitemap. That is their sitemap for all of their content, okay? They have a lot of content, a lot of good content. But the problem with this site originally was they had content, but they weren't connecting the content to the calls to action. They weren't connecting the, call to, the, the content to what they wanted to do. In fact, the calls to action were completely disconnected from the site. So what do we do? We take the site and we simply Just bring in a connection to the action that we want the customer to do. In fact, look at the way the the titles at the top are written. Take our chronic migraine questionnaire. That's an action. Compare treatment options. That's an action. Learn about long-term migraine solution. These are different levels of engagement, different levels of influence, interaction with the site that we're trying to achieve. This call to action at the bottom now is seamlessly connected to content. It not only gets them to do what we want them to take next, but it leverages the, the relationship and the momentum created by the content to do that. What we have to learn as marketers is we have to do what this site did. Because look, look at the results of this, going from control to treatment. A 331% increase in lead rate. Okay, We're not talking about clicks. We're not talking about read, reading rates. We're talking about lead rates. People submitting and becoming, raising their hand and saying, I am interested in this solution. I want this. That is influence. And ultimately, that is what engagement should lead to. And it leads to my final kind of summarizing point. Okay? This is really important. The goal of all marketing is not simply engagement. Okay? Engagement is important, but the goal of all marketing is to influence choice. So often, if you look at it from the funnel, we, we, we are creating content that just passes people back and forth horizontally in the same place of the funnel, instead of moving them step by step through a sequence, leading them to conclusions, and helping them get to a decision that will genuinely serve them. So each piece of your content on your site should clearly lead the customer, lead the visitor to the next logical step in the cognitive journey. Excellent. 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 I have burned through a lot of content. For those of you who just want a quick summary, quick overview first, actively curate your content. Okay, we talked about that. We showed you an example of that. Second, it's not just about the nature of the content or the essence of the content, but the actual expression of it. We have to make sure that we're expressing our content in a way that's clear, readable, easy to produce. Now, if, if, if that is tricky for you and you want more information about that p- piece in particular, I have no slide in our deck that sells this, but just, just want to make you aware of a resource. We have an entire course that talks about usability. It talks about optimizing web design, and we get into bringing clarity to the presentation. We get into reducing things like friction and anxiety. If you want to go deeper there, uh, you, can, you can let us know in your comments. There's also a form at the end of this. You can raise your hand and say, I'd like to get some information about that final piece this is the this is i mean actually point 1 and point 2 which on the slide it says point 1 and point 1 but point 1 and point 2 are, you know are meaningless unless you do point 3 which is actually connecting your content to the next logical step that you that the customer should be taking in their transformation process the ultimate goal of content is not just to get attention but is to convert that attention into action and to do that you've got to seamlessly connect your content to the next logical step that is a summary. Audience, we have moved through that fast. Thank you, Jan. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to do a couple things. First is, if you're not aware of this, our sister company, Marketing Sherpa, we, I think, actually, it's not next week, but the following week, we will be in Las Vegas walking through so many more case studies. If you like the case studies that you saw on this, you may want to consider, <clears throat> it's honestly your last chance, uh, you may want to consider going out to that event. Luke and Tara, take me to the final slide. If you're interested in this, look at marketingexperience.com slash last chance. They made it, they brought in the urgency there. Alright, here's the here's final slide. Just want to say thank you for attending. Thank you for being a part of this. Our goal here is to discover what works and to create a community that does that, okay? If you want to go deeper, if you want to go further, we have a couple options for you. First, there's deeper training, uh, we, we, where we take the, a decade of experimentations. We cover things like engagement. We cover things like usability. We cover things like, uh, email, subject lines, web pages, value propositions, all of it. Uh, You can see right there, there's online certification courses, on-site training. If also you'd like to potentially do some of this research or kind of join into our research program, we have a lot of, we have a pretty aggressive agenda this year we're trying to explore. Cutting edge things, want to get into some of the mobile testing, some of that stuff we want to explore. So if you're interested in partnering with us to do that, just check that box right there that you see on the screen. As you exit, you'll be given a form. Audience, again, thank you for attending. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Taylor, for participating. Uh, there's a lot of people on it that you don't see behind the scenes who are putting this together. got Joey here. He's managing the questions. We've got Josh here. He's managing the questions. Luke right there is – Luke is right there uh, um, doing the technical directing. We've got uh, – uh, uh, Tara, who's doing editing. We've got Brent. We've got Dennis, and we got Jessica. She's answering some of the technical questions. We got a lot of people that were going into this clinic, so thank you all. Thanks for attending. If you like this, we ask just one thing. We don't. There's no charge for this webinar. We ask for one thing: just share it with a friend. What we're trying to do here is build a community of marketers interested in discovering what really works. We'll see you back here next time.
2: Thank you for listening to. This-